0: to episode 41. I'm your host, mind-body coach and pain relief specialist, Molly Chaker. Hey, how's it going? Oh my gosh, I've got such good stuff for you today. I am so excited to share this with you. I've been working on this and creating some notes and my brain is just on fire. There's so many things that are coming to me. And all of this is part of the purpose of what I want to, part of the message that I want to share with you today. So if you are regularly tuning into the podcast, you'll know that last week I talked about how you keep yourself stuck and that this week is kind of part two of how you get unstuck. I'm going to move more into strategies and thoughts about getting unstuck. Now, the reason I wanted to start with how you keep yourself stuck is because it's awareness of the current patterns that allows us to change them. Without that awareness, they're at play and we're kind of at the mercy of them. So you can listen to this one first. There's still a lot of value that you'll get no matter what, but I do recommend that you go back and check that last one out because I do offer some practical things to do to help you kind of uncover some of the things. And that might be at play in your own mind. And in particular, I want to revisit what I left you with last week just briefly because I think it's so, so important. Because last week was all about how you accidentally buy into the disbelief in yourself that you might not realize because you're focusing on other things. The disbelief is like deeper in your Uh, subconscious mind and in your conscious mind what you experience is that's too expensive or I'll never have time for that or I'm going to wait till after the holidays or this won't work out with my schedule or um, my husband my partner uh, wouldn't work out for some reason between us my kids my blah blah that's what you experience in your conscious mind. But often what's underneath that is disbelief in your ability to actually, you know, make the change that you want or create the change that you want for yourself. So what the message I left you was uh, with last week was don't let this mistake steal your dreams and aspirations. Don't let this mistake of believing in the disbelief steal your dreams and aspirations for your life. Like, I think it's so fascinating that just a little bit of increased awareness <laughs> in how your own brain is working can ch- change the course of your life massively. And that's really the like, that phase and uncovering what's already there is huge, it makes a world of a difference, and I'm going to talk a little bit about why, but just by identifying what's there, change will start to emerge naturally for you, it'll start to feel easier and flow, Uh, and also you'll be able to deal more quickly with the things, the little blocks that come up, more cleanly and more quickly once those misconceptions don't have power over you so much because once you become aware of them they lose their power right it's like turning on the lights in a dark room and you see everything it's like oh there's no big scary monsters here it's just furniture ah okay and then turn the lights off again and you know oh you've had that view You might feel a little bit scared still, right? But it's like, but I know because I saw it. You turn the lights back on again. Ah, yeah, reconfirming. No big scary monster, just furniture. And that's what the awareness is like. And bringing yourself through that process of becoming more and more clear of what your current patterns are, right? So it's incredibly valuable to give yourself that opportunity to do that. And. And I offer some ways to do that in the last episode. So make sure you go back and check that out. Okay. So moving forward from this place. Moving forward from this place. Now, one of the things that I, um, it inspired me to create these podcasts for you is like here we are coming into the new year or towards it, right? And it's like... A wonderful time. It's a wonderful opportunity to choose to make a change in your life. Now if you have the experience of this not being successful then you want to listen in because I'm going to give you some really important things to be aware of so that it can be more successful for you and things that you can put in place now. Put in place to help you when things get challenging. Because we all know that we can make a million promises to ourselves, but unless we put certain things into place, those old habits are strong. They are very powerful and building safety nets, building markers where you know you're gonna have something there to help you through those difficult moments, is a part of what is going to help your help you move through that change with success and move in a way that you feel successful. Okay, uh, so I want to inspire you moving into the new year to create some kind of change in your life. Now, for many of you, I know that is, that has a lot to do with your relationship with your body and what you're experiencing in your body and to move beyond feeling limited by your own nervous system, by your own body, by your own mind, really wanting to create more freedom on the inside, yeah? So that you can be out there in the world in a way that you want to. So I know that for many of you, that is going to be the the change that you want to create or the change that you want to put your attention toward. But just think a little bit, For yourself, you know, what's standing out to you when you think about what you want to create going forward into 2023? What would you finally like to feel more of or have access to in your life? And as you start to think about this, let me just say there's a couple of feelings that might come up for you you might feel a little bit of excitement. You might feel a little or a lot of trepidation. You might feel a little or a lot of different things from, that are coming up from the past, like guilt, regret, sadness, like all kinds of things might come up when you start to grow, when you start to expand right? And imagine. Now, when you're just staying small and staying tight and staying constrained, it's not very nice, but it's also not scary, right? It feels like, okay, there's a dark room. I don't know what's out there. I'm just going to stay in the corner. Maybe I know that there's furniture, but it's too, too much to like, walk across the room <laughs> and confirm you know so I'm just going to stay in my little corner and maybe it's kind of cramped and maybe it's not very comfortable and maybe I'm would really be much more comfortable over there on that big couch that like it looks so cozy but in fact I'm just going to stay here in my little uncomfortable corner because at least that's not scary right so being scared or feeling trepidation or sadness or all the things that you might feel come alive when you come alive. All of that is normal. So if you're just getting little hints of that, it's okay. And here's a couple of things that I want to share with you before I get into the actual strategy, right? So... Emotions, this is research, right? So emotions last when you allow yourself to fully feel them for about 30 to 90 seconds. This is what they have found. And if you do offer yourself this opportunity, you'll find this too, okay? When you allow yourself to feel those emotions as they start to come up for you, really feel them, and that looks like breathing, being conscious, being open, um, putting your attention to feeling the sensation of the emotion and continuing to breathe through it, right? That kind of thing. When you allow yourself to be present with the emotions as they come, they will last for about 30 to 90 seconds. I think often on the shorter end of that, more like 30 to 60. And... What you experience is that they move, they evolve. So not only do they not last long, they become other things. They move into other emotions. They become other emotions. And this is how you know that you're processing emotions on the level of your nervous system and creating new neural pathways in your body is that the emotion moves in a kind of linear, isn't quite right, but that it keeps evolving into other things, right? What happens is that we cut ourselves off very quickly in that process by like, oh, don't want to feel that. Uh, I'm just going to stick to a little bit or pick up my phone, what? Something else. Like, I'm just going to think of something else. I'm just going to get up right away and move around. whatever unconscious thing that we do to cut ourselves off from feeling those emotions. And sometimes it's not always like appropriate to feel your emotions. If you're in a meeting with your coworkers, for example, it might not be the time and then we do what we need to do, right? Okay. But sometimes it's exactly the right time and we still cut ourselves off. And what happens when we do that is that it loops back round. We keep it stuck in a looping cycle because we keep fear in the mix. Like we're afraid of the emotion, so we keep it looping back. Now, one of the things that is very likely to be at play when you can't sit with your emotions, when you can't be present with them, okay, listen up, because this is really important, it often means that you are, since we're talking about belief, right? You're believing in all the associations that come up with that emotion. There's a narrative, there's associations, and our brain likes to make narratives. Our brain likes to construct narratives. And without awareness, we believe our brain. We believe in the narratives that our brain constructs unconsciously. And what will happen is that when you have an emotion, all these associations come up, all these thoughts, all these feelings, all these images, all these voices. You might hear something your mom said to you when you were eight. All kinds of things you might remember. Oh, you might recall something that happened to you. that was incredibly embarrassing in university, whatever. I don't know. Some images, some voices in your head some thoughts feelings all come up and if you can't sit with the emotion it's because you're muddying the water between the emotion purely itself and all those associations so the way to feel the emotion is to allow all those other things to just flow by you like all those associations they're just going to come flooding through your system and that is a part of that initial 30 to 90 seconds. If you can hang long enough to just let all of those associations fly by and you keep a steady, smooth current of breath running through them and not attaching yourself to any of them, then the emotion will evolve and become something else. Right? So, One, I'll just say one key factor for that is um, putting your attention to the physical sensation of the emotion. That's one key way to do that. So when you don't run from a feeling and you stick with it, when you don't run from it, you can move through it, right? So all those feelings that might come up for you when you think about, oh, what you want to do or what you'd love to see happen in your life in 2023 and just like, oh my gosh, all the big emotions. Let those, don't try and push them away. Don't try and like tamp them down. Let them be and let yourself process them so that you can move through them. Okay, so that's kind of a precursor strategy. That's like your pre-strategy strategy <laughs> for the the big strategy. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to give you, I'm just going to give you one strategy today because there's a lot to say around it. And I think it's, this is like the crux of what it is. If you look across all kinds of different areas uh, where people or modalities, where people try to make big changes or methods that are out there to help people make big changes. Um, this is really kind of, uh, an undercurrent or something that you find similar and that is to make, are you ready? This is, this is your number one strategy and I think it's the best strategy to make a big ass commitment, big ass commitment, not a little quiet commitment to yourself in your bed at night just as you go to sleep or a little commitment like that you write about in your journal or no like a little program that you buy for yourself it's like a free challenge or a little program that you just it's like 20 bucks and you're just gonna try it Just gonna dip your toe in the water and just see no these are all little little commitments And they don't work because they're not big enough. They don't wake up your brain. And here's one component. Well, let me say, this is why a big ass commitment works. And then I'll tell you one component that makes a commitment big enough to register this in your brain. It works because it disrupts the pattern in a noticeable way. Big ass commitments disrupt your comfort zone in a notable way. And that's a good thing. Even though you want to stay comfortable, the change that you want is on the other side of this interruption of your comfort zone. So, one big component of what makes a commitment big, to use the word twice, <laughs> um, is that it is beyond you, beyond your body-mind system, and you plant a seed out there in the real world. So in some public way, in some public way that you identify as big for you now that doesn't mean like announce to the world like you know that you're gonna do this big change (laughs) like don't go out kind of uh on an impulse like oh i'm just gonna do this right because the reason i'm saying that because sometimes that can be kind of an act of desperation right like oh i i've gotta do it big Um, And here's the difference. We mistake big, or rather we mistake loud for big. Right? Big doesn't necessarily mean loud. It can be quiet, but it has to be big in your life. Not in the life of other people, in your life. Okay. And making it public in some way, is out there in the world so I'm gonna give you an idea for how to do that that I think is really effective and I want to inspire you also to just think of or encourage you to put your mind to the test like what would be a big commitment for you what would be big and the re- the way that you know that it's big is that it scares you it's scary And the reason why it's important to do something that feels scary is this. Are you ready? Because this is a key component. When you confront and move through something that feels scary, you teach yourself that you can do it. That you have the capacity within you to move through those challenges. We as humans can't bypass pain. We cannot experience a life lived without some pain. It doesn't mean we need chronic pain. I don't know, I guess some of us do. Some of us need to have some chronic pain in our lives in order to move, in order to get what we eventually want, right? How do I know? Because so many of us do or have had it. That's how I know. Also, as humans, we cannot ever live our entire life without feeling scared at some time, without dealing with the emotion of fear. Absolutely impossible. Absolutely impossible to be a human and never experience fear not impossible to be a human and have fear and continually run away from fear, but to step into it. When you are able to do that, you create a sense of safety within yourself. We do this with pain relief on a like sensational physical level and we do it in other areas of our life. When we take action, when we create things outside around us in our life, like relationships, like, um, I don't know, whatever it is that you want to create. You create that sense of safety from within by teaching yourself that the fear doesn't mean that it's harmful, right? The fear is not this end-all be-all when it comes to Are we safe? Are we actually safe? And this is what the chronic pain loop is. When we buy into the fear of moving our body or fear of pain, we create the belief that there's something wrong, that there's a threat. And it's the same thing in our lives. When we stay in the corner of the room, we create, we buy into the belief that it's dangerous to cross the room. When we can see that it's not dangerous, we a part of ourselves knows that it's not dangerous, but it just feels really dangerous to our sense of safety. It just feels really scary. Right? But as soon as we cross the room, we teach ourselves, and maybe it's just one step at a time. We teach ourselves, this is safe. This is safe for me to be here. This is safe for me to walk over to this really nice couch and enjoy my life over here. It's safe. So it's all kind of the same principle working in different ways in your life. So here's what I'm going to suggest to you as one way of making a big-ass commitment. And that is to spend a big-ass amount of money on yourself. And I'm going to explain why and then exactly why this is going to be... why I'm recommending this wholeheartedly and the different components that it speaks to. So, first of all, when I say spend a big-ass amount of money on yourself, I'm speaking specifically on getting help in the form of intelligent trauma-informed, if that's relevant to you, accountability. Somebody, or some situation that will help you to go to the level of honesty that you need to go to with yourself to build these new neural pathways that you need to create these new beliefs in yourself that will help you create what you want in your external life, around you, in the world that you live in. So. Putting, investing, putting money into getting help does two things. First of all, it sets up that infrastructure of support to get you through those difficult moments when your mind wants to turn back in on itself and re-loop the bad narrative, the negative narrative, right? And all of the negative emotions. When your mind gets caught in that kind of loop, you have not only another brain to help you get out of it, but also that infrastructure of support just to help see you through it, right? To make sure that it's, you don't stay stuck. So you create that for yourself, right? The other thing is by investing, right? You create that for yourself by investing big money. The reason I say big money is because it has to be enough money to wake up your brain to wake it up like way much more than something that you're comfortable with. It has to be outside of your comfort zone because you want to disrupt the norm and you want to create a situation in which you make a choice that feels scary and you do it anyway because you know that it is for your benefit, right? Now, when you make a big investment, it not only wakes up your brain to the level of seriousness that you are choosing to take this, but it puts you in a position of power. And Let me tell you why. Money is, for better or worse, representative of power. Money, spending money, feels powerful unless We're really scared about it and we just continue to buy into that fear unconsciously. But if you make a purposeful, intentional choice to put big money in a certain direction that will help you to live a better life, a more enjoyable life, and to feel comfortable and strong in your body and your mind, that is power reinstated to you. Let me give you an analogy. So imagine that you have two coin purses and you have this pile of money and one coin purse represents belief in your capacity to grow, evolve, and be a conscious creator in your life. And the other coin purse represents your disbelief in yourself. I want to ask you, where are you putting your money? What are you buying into currently? Sometimes we safeguard our money because we feel scared about spending it because we don't believe that we'll be able to follow through with what we spend our money on if it's about our self-development. When we safeguard our money and we kind of keep it close to us because of those reasons that I mentioned, we are effectively buying into the belief that we're not worth it or that we can't do it or that it won't work. We are putting our money there not by choice, right? Almost by, unconsciously by accident. We don't realize. That that creates an outcome, right? Where you put your energy, what is it? What is it? Focus, attention goes. No, focus flows where attention goes, right? So if our attention is on uh, what's not possible, right, then that's what we're going to create. And if we put if we put value there by where we place our money then that's what we will create money is a tool money is a tool that you can use it's also fascinating that you know sometimes so many times so many times not sometimes so many times because we don't really understand the way that our mind works and we don't really understand money and I'm I'm personally learning a lot in about money these days I'm bringing it more into my um, practice to become more aware of thoughts about money and how I, you know, energetically feel and all these things about money, subconscious thoughts, because it's a part of our everyday life. And money is a tool. And what happens is so often people safeguard their money with the thought that they'll need it later because they'll have potentially ill health or something like this. Instead of investing in your health now while you're still like have the capacity to really build a healthy life moving forward where you feel solid and sound in mind, body, and spirit and you enjoy your life, right? Like what does research show? It shows that um, the... People who suffer the least amount of heart disease are the people that have a fulfilling connection, uh, a grounded sense of purpose in life. Not people who save the most to keep themselves safe, right? That's not it. So your health is directly related to what you create in your life now. Your health in the future is is related to what you create in your life now. I don't know if that's a reason for you, why you might save money, but really I want to invite you to consider the possibility that you have enough money now to invest in yourself in a big way now. So I'm speaking from this because I recently did this for myself and it took me a while to get to the point where I could do it, but I really wanted to do it by the end of the year, before the end of the year. And I wanted to do it within enough time to give myself kind of uh, build some, some infrastructure in this month leading into the new year so that I could start the new year on more firm ground in myself. What happens when you invest money that's big? It disrupts the cycle, it disrupts the pattern in a noticeable way. And what you learn is that no one can do it for you. The money is a way to focus your attention on the fact <laughs> that you have to get behind your own desires if you want to make them happen. And you have to put the energy in, first in the form of a big ass commitment, in the form of money, and then in the form of showing up. And guess what? When you invest a scary amount of money, you show up. You show up. How many things have you bought and spent money on and not really taken seriously how many things have you spent money on and never even touched it's because the level of money that you spent on them was so minimal that it didn't really wake you up There was just enough promise there to make you feel like you might but you didn't follow through not because you don't have the ability to follow through because but but because you weren't um, you were follow, You were initiating from a place of fear already, from a place of uh, lack already. Like I need this, rather than I choose this now and going forward with all of myself, not just a little corner of myself where I'm hopeful, but like my entire body. Now when you are looking to invest to get that help it takes it could take some time to find the right person so you here's what you want you want to find somebody who resonates with you but who speaks in terms of results who speaks in terms of results not in terms of symptom management now that could be physical symptoms in yourself or it could be other symptoms in terms of um, problem-oriented thinking in whatever area of your life. Oh, this is a problem. No, we need to get below the level of the symptoms to get down to the core. So somebody who's talking about core patterns, core beliefs, subconscious thoughts, um, trauma-informed, nervous system aware. Right. Somebody who can put these pieces together for you and who you feel comfortable and you have confidence in them, but more to the point you have confidence in yourself to choose this person, to move forward with this person and to take action no matter what. Now. If you really and truly do not have money to invest, if you really don't, I mean like not just you don't want to, but you really and truly don't, then here's my alternate, here's one alternate offer for you. To to create an investment that is equal to the amount of money that you would need to invest to wake up your brain by relationships by creating or initiating a relationship so for example one of the things that I'm doing for this next year two things number one I hired a coach big 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 number two I signed a contract with a studio to teach classes for at least six months up to a year so I made a commitment with somebody else to follow through what what this particular commitment is about for me is making connections in the place where I live Um, being out there sharing my work in person as well as online just like in general wanting to be um, more more connected less ice, less isolated in my office doing my work more connected and that is something that I find continually challenging to do in this day and age I find it continually challenging to make myself get up and get out and meet people and like creating opportunities for that so what I've done and not, and not only that but to do my work and to introduce myself to people. So what I've done for that is I've created infrastructure by hiring a coach, I've woken up my brain by paying a lot of money, and I've also created infrastructure by signing this contract. It was an offer that came to me. I didn't I went to seek it and they proposed it and I said yes to it. I was looking for a studio, totally non-committing, <laughs> non-committal. I was like, oh, just dipping my toe Which I did a few months ago. I dipped my toe and guess what? I wasn't all in and that didn't last. I had to pull out because I really wasn't all in. So I'm creating a situation now where I have put myself in a position where I have to commit. Right? I have to show up every week. I have to do the work to get people to come to tell them that it's happening. I put myself specifically in that position because I know that otherwise I won't do it I really I have so much hope and like equally oh I just really don't want to do that but I know I really I know that in the long term I will be so glad that I did that I made both of those commitments I've already started working with my coach and I know that I'm glad about that because I've already showed up in powerful ways that I wasn't before. And I know the same will happen when I start teaching my classes. I've already got some ideas that I'm evolving for that, that I'm creating for that. So the the choice to sign up for my coach, by the way, to hire my coach was incredibly uh, difficult and I did suffer for a number of days. I did a lot of suffering. I was in a lot of mental and emotional turmoil about whether that was a good decision. And I really didn't know. I really didn't know whether it was a good decision. And I was afraid I was making the wrong choice. I was so afraid. And what happened in the end was I just said to myself, like, do you choose it or not? Choose it on purpose. Choose success on purpose. Choose success on purpose. Choose the result that I want to create on purpose via this route. And I know that I want help. I know that it'll make it, um, help me to um, achieve that result more quickly if I get help. So feel the big scary and take the dive. Dive in. Meaning that I took ownership of my own doubt. I took ownership of my doubt. And I said, I'm gonna do it anyway because that's how things get done. By making the choice to follow through because I know that I can accept myself and all my failures as I go and that doesn't mean that I can't have or create what I want eventually. Right. So I take ownership of all of that stuff. and That's how you know that you will get a return on your investment. You take ownership of it. But so the investment is an intentional choice, purposeful choice that you make. All right. So what I want you to do is I want you to think about what I want to invite you to do is think about the change that you want to create. And, you know, maybe this is something that you need to let percolate over a few days and that's fine. That's wonderful. You can do that. Don't feel the need to rush into it. Just give yourself some time. Think, what do I want to create for 2023? Mm, I'm going to put out something to help you do that. What do I want to create for 2023? And then I invite you to list all the obstacles that you think are in your way. I want you to list all the obstacles that you can think of and spend time with us because Getting clear on those obstacles is super important. List all the obstacles that you think are in your way to getting or creating what you want in 2023. Hmm. Be really honest with yourself. Don't deny yourself truth in this exercise. All right? And then, how do you think about this idea of making a big-ass commitment from that vantage point. Once you become really clear about all the obstacles that are there, whether those are thought obstacles, well, they're all thought obstacles. (laughs) However you register them, they're all obstacles that you've constructed for yourself that can be deconstructed and figured out. When you experience all those obstacles, I want you to reconsider this idea of making a big ass commitment and feel the power of that big ass commitment to breaking through all those obstacles. Suddenly, what is it like to experience those obstacles in the face of a big ass commitment? Do you feel the power shift away from the obstacles and more into your own hands? yeah let's see how it feels play with it oh my gosh this is fun this has been so much fun and now I'm gonna love you and leave you because you got stuff to do (laughs) have a wonderful day I'll talk to you again soon I had a lot on my heart that I wanted to get out to you. I hope that you can receive the message in this podcast as positive and as, you know, inspirational, which is my hope. I want the best for you and I want you to be able, I want to encourage you to take the best for yourself, make the best for yourself because nobody else can do that but you. It's all you and I know you can do it and I believe in you. Um, so next week I'm holding three free workshops. The workshops are going to be covering something similar, but they're going to not be sequential, so you can come to any of them, all of them or just one of them. They're happening on December 20th, 21st and 22nd on Tuesday. uh, Well, I'm not going to tell you the times because you're all in different time zones. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. If you want to get access to these free workshops, come join my mailing list. That's where the Zoom link is going out. We're going to be doing some powerful new techniques, which I have developed recently based on all of my experience and all of my research to help you not only get into the state where your nervous system is nourished, replenished, and heals, but also where you can access your creative potential. That is like the pain relief trifecta, like how we get and make the most of what you have. It's like a total pain relief, uh, pain, antidote to pain. So I hope you come and join me for that. It's also going to be just really fun and enjoyable because you're accessing like the parts of yourself that are lovely (laughs) and so good to live in. We want to create more of that. So that's what I'm going to share with you next Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So make sure you join me for that. And to find out more about working with me, you can schedule a free consult. And on that call, you get an hour of me on your situation. And together we do a deep dive, find out what it is that you're struggling with the most right now. What's like the major block that's limiting you from accessing what you want and how to get there. This is kind of like my specialty, helping people zone in on the actual problem and not get lost in the weeds of their symptoms. So we will do that together on the console call. And if it feels like for both of us, this is a good fit, then we can talk about moving forward from there. So have a wonderful weekend and I'll see you either on a console call or at the free workshop next Tuesday, next week. All right. See you then. Bye.